Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Gaining Health Podcast. So I just got back from clinic, and I was fully prepared to come home and to record a podcast on a recap of the Obesity Medicine Association Conference in San Antonio that we just came back from a couple weeks ago, which the conference was, as usual, amazing, and there were so many pearls that I brought home, and again, just so great to connect with so many of the clinicians there. It was also really fun to talk to people who listen to the podcast. They would just come up to me and be like, hey, Carly, I love your podcast. So again, it was really great to see everyone and connect with everybody there. So I was about to record this recap and I turn on my computer and open my emails up and I see this huge big news release and I thought, okay, sorry, change of plans. We have to talk about this news release. So the breaking news today, so the day of this recording is Tuesday, November 8th. So on Tuesday, November 8th, the FDA approved Ililili's drug terzepatide for the treatment of obesity. So the name for this drug, which has long been since a mystery, the name for terzepatide for obesity is Zepbound. And Zepbound is the first and only obesity treatment of its kind that activates both those GIP or glucose-dependent insulinotropic polypeptide and GLP-1. So GLP-1, of course, being glucagon-like peptide one. Um, and so Zepbound, just like all of the other anti-obesity medications, is indicated currently for adults with obesity. So adults with a BMI of 30 or greater, or for those who have pre-obesity or overweight, the BMI of 27 or greater with at least one weight-related complication. And of course, they have in there that it should be used with a reduced calorie diet and increased physical activity. But honestly, I feel like this statement needs to be updated and should include something more like that these medications should be used with a reduced calorie diet that provides adequate protein and nutrients and increased physical activity, including two or more days of resistance training, because you know, again, with some of these really powerful new anti-obesity medications, the concern isn't so much that people are consuming a reduced calorie diet because many people are naturally doing that with these medications, right? It's really ensuring that they're getting sufficient nutrition and the right nutrition and enough protein and that they're doing resistance training to prevent, you know, muscle mass loss. Uh, when they're on these medications, but you know, they haven't updated that yet. So that's just, you know, my suggestion there to update that. So this drug, this obesity drug for uh, terzepatide, Zepbound, has not been studied in patients with a history of pancreatitis or with severe gastrointestinal disease, including severe gastroparesis. So just keep that in mind. Uh, my suggestion would be for somebody with a history of pancreatitis uh, or gastroparesis, this is probably not going to be your best choice for those patients. So there was a great quote from Joe Naglowski, the president and the CEO of the Obesity Action Coalition in this news release. And he states, obesity is a chronic disease that can result in serious health complications, including heart disease, stroke, and diabetes. 
Despite our knowledge of obesity as a treatable chronic disease, people living with obesity still face many challenges in their health and weight management journey. And he stated that new treatment options bring hope to the many people with obesity who struggle with this disease and are seeking better options for weight management. Amen, Joe Naglowski. So the approval of this drug was based on the results from the phase three surmount one and surmount two clinical trials. So in surmount one, that was a study of 2,539 adults with obesity um, or again with pre-obesity and weight-related complications, not including diabetes, um, taking ZepBound as an adjunct to diet and exercise. And they experienced substantial weight loss compared to placebo at 72 weeks. And what they found was that the highest dose or 15 milligrams of ZepBound, people taking ZepBound lost on average 48 pounds, while at the lowest dose, the five milligrams, people lost an average of 34 pounds compared to seven pounds on placebo. And I should add that while this trial was not included for the FDA approval, the Surmount 3 trial was also recently published in Nature Medicine on October 15th. So what they found in the Surmount 3 trial was that terzepatide uh, for obesity or uh, ZepBound, I really have to get used to that name, <laughs> ZepBound, substantially increased the magnitude of weight loss when administered following a 12-week intensive lifestyle intervention. So they underwent this 12-week intensive lifestyle intervention, which reduced the baseline body weight by on average 6.9% in successful program completers. So then those who received terzepatide um, or ZepBound of 10 or 15 milligrams lost an additional 18.4% of their body weight compared to those who were put on placebo after that 12-week period who regained an average of 2.5% of their body weight. So these, um, these findings indicate that individuals with pre-obesity or obesity who have lost approximately 5 to 10% of their body weight with a supervised lifestyle intervention or even potentially through their own self-directed diet and exercise efforts could expect to achieve further clinically meaningful weight loss with the addition of terzepatide. So the, the cumulative weight loss uh, or body weight reduction achieved at one year uh, of the intensive lifestyle intervention followed by the terzepatide uh, was 24.3% total body weight loss. And that really starts to approximate the one-year weight loss outcomes that we see with a sleeve gastrectomy. So really, really powerful outcomes. And when we look at the reduction in BMI, that's about a change of 10 BMI points uh, or two BMI categories. So really significant weight reduction here. And what they also found was that the terzepatide enhanced the improvements in cardiometabolic risk factors that were achieved in the lead-in period. So the systolic and diastolic blood pressure continue to improve by an additional 5.1 and 3.2 milligrams of mercury, respectively. And lipid parameters also improved by another 3 to 26%. And fasting insulin also further declined by an additional 
39%. So really fantastic improvements uh, in those health-related outcomes. And also they looked at self-reported physical function, which also improved by 3.3 points on the SF36 V2 physical functioning domain score and by 13.9 points on the IWQOL light CT physical function composite. So basically all that's to say is the physical physical functioning also improved significantly significantly. And when we contrast that to the placebo, many of the cardiometabolic improvements that were achieved during the lead-in period, that 12-week intensive lifestyle uh, therapy lead-in period, actually reverted towards the baseline in the placebo group, who again regained some of the weight that they had initially lost in that 12-week period. So on average, if we're talking about pounds of weight loss, Adults taking Zepbound, the obesity form of terzepatide, in the clinical trial lost an average of 48 pounds at the highest dose. And additionally, one in three patients taking Zepbound at the highest dose lost over 58 pounds or 25% of their body weight compared to a body weight loss of 1.5% on placebo. Now, of course, you know, this medication, like all medications, uh, can have adverse side effects. So some of the most common side effects seen with this medication, just like we see with terzepatide for diabetes or Monjaro uh, or many of the other GLP-1 medications, uh, are those gastrointestinal side effects, which sometimes may be severe. And the most commonly reported adverse events Uh, were nausea, diarrhea, vomiting, constipation, abdominal pain, dyspepsia, injection site reactions, fatigue, hypersensitivity reactions, um, eructation, which uh, I had to look that word up. That just means belching, okay? So your patients might experience that. Hair loss and gastroesophageal reflux disease. So in most of the studies, most of the nausea and diarrhea and vomiting occurred when people were increasing their dose. But generally, these effects decreased over time as the patients got more used to the medication. And the label for Zepbound does include a boxed warning regarding thyroid C-cell tumors. So we know that um, all GLP-1s and also this Zepbound, this GLP-1-GIP combination is contraindicated in patients with a personal or family history of medullary thyroid carcinoma and uh, in patients with multiple endocrine neoplasia syndrome type 2, and obviously in patients with known hypersensitivity reactions to terzepatide or any of its ingredients. So the big question, of course, is when will this be available? So Zepbound is expected to be available in the United States by the end of the year in six doses. So the doses are the same as they are for terzepatide for the treatment of diabetes or Munjaro. So we, we start out at the 2.5 milligram, then there's the 5 milligram, 7.5 milligram, 10 milligram, 12.5, and then lastly, the 15 milligram being the top dose. They also gave us the list price of this medication and uh, the list price for Zepbound is $1,059.87, which is approximately 20% lower than semaglutide 2.4 milligrams for weight loss or Wegovy. 
So the list price does not reflect the typical out-of-pocket costs to patients given insurance coverage and discounts. And Lily is putting a commercial savings card program in place that will help people who may benefit from ZepBound better be able to access this drug. We know access to care is still a huge issue, especially uh, if patients' insurance does not cover anti-obesity medications like ZepBound. And uh, they do note that people who are commercially insured and have coverage for ZepBound may be eligible to pay as low as $25 for a one-month or a three-month prescription. So that's really fantastic and, again, so important uh, that we try to get as many people as possible coverage to these types of medications so they can have access to them. Uh, And they also say that people who are commercially insured but do not have coverage for ZepBound may be eligible to pay as low as $550 for a one-month prescription of ZepBound, which is approximately 50% lower than the list price. So again, you know, that might still uh, not be attainable for many of our patients, but at least we're having some better cash pricing available uh, than we've seen for some of these other newer anti-obesity medications. They also note that people may begin using the savings card program in the days following the product availability in the U.S. pharmacies. And uh, if people want to learn more about these programs uh, or receive the latest news, they can go to www.zepbound.lily.com and I will be sure to put that website in the show notes as well so you all can stay up to date on when this medication might be available to your patients. And of note, you know, to some of our international listeners, Trizepatite is also under review for weight management in Europe, China, the United Kingdom, and several additional markets. All right, so that's what we have this week for the Gaining Health Podcast. I hope to be able to come back to you another time to give you that recap of the Obesity Medicine Association, which again, was was very excited. I was there for the pre-conference. I was not able to attend the culinary workshop because I was presenting in the advanced cases, the building and a, a building an obesity treatment plan, advanced cases, uh, where I did present on starting a practice as well. Uh, But there was great review from the culinary workshop. And then the summit itself was also just really excellent with a lot of great speakers. Angela Fitch was amazing as always. Uh, Debbie Horn, it was great to hear from her and some of the trials and studies that she's been involved with, with some of these uh, new medications and cardiovascular outcome trials. So we have lots more exciting things in the pa- in the pipeline for our field. I feel like we could almost do a daily podcast with all of the new advances in this field. Um, so we'll be back next week. Be sure to check in for another episode of the Gaining Health Podcast. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us on the Gaining Health Podcast and for your commitment to learning more about how we can care for people with obesity. about gaining health and how we support clinicians who want to start or optimize an obesity management program, please check us out online at gaininghealth.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast and sharing it with a friend or colleague and leave us a review. And lastly, if you'd like to support the podcast financially, even if it's just
much and we'll see you